1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboards. The fallout from Neil Lennon's post-Dubai press conference continues. St Johnson hit back at unfounded and inaccurate claims by the Celtic boss about their COVID protocols. Captain Scott Brown says the Hoops are a fantastic team and the title race isn't over. And Stephen Gerrard admits it will be impossible to shield his team from title talk in the coming weeks. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, Gordon Biel and Roger Hanna. And it's 17 days, Gordon, since Celtic flew out to Dubai for warm weather training. Training which is turned into red hot controversy John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan were first to defend the trip Before Peter Lowell apologised for it Now Neil Lennon has slammed Nicola Sturgeon Andy Walker, John Hartson and a Belgrade Conga As a fury refuses to die down And St Johnson and Hamilton have accused Lennon today of wrongly bringing them into the fight With Stillian Petrov now becoming the latest of his former teammates To suggest Lennon's time at the club may be up They might have gone to the United States of Arab But this is a disunited state of chaos <laughs> Just just another quiet week in Scottish football, Gordon um, But uh, we've got a game tomorrow night as well Looking forward to that Livingston, who will fancy their chances After a terrific performance at Celtic Park Where he should have won the game But I think everyone will be talking tonight About Neil Lennon again uh, His uh, amazing interview He came out, he's got a lot off his chest He certainly he said a lot of things That he obviously had bottled up and uh, a few people got it in the firing line So it'll be interesting to see what the Celtic fans think of that as well It will indeed, so don't hang around 01419511025 Come on the phones, let us know what is on your mind Twitter is there as well At Clyde SSB At Roger Hanna It's not the type of press conference you get over in just one night On Clyde One Super Scoreboard There were so many uh, calls on that subject last night. A, a bit of a, a bit of a mix, if I was to guess. I would say that the majority were against or in disagreement with what Neil Lennon says. But there were plenty of Celtic fans on last night defending him as well and, and believing that he um, he was he was speaking sense. What was your own take on what we heard yesterday? I listened to the show last night, and, and I think you're probably right. I'm not too sure the media conference yesterday changed anyone's opinion on Neil Lennon because the people who were phoning last night. Probably wanted Neil Lennon out before he spoke yesterday And the people who defended Neil last night Were probably in the Neil Lennon camp before he spoke yesterday as well um, He certainly got plenty off his chest He had been clearly waiting during his 10 days of self-isolation To um, set a few things straight by his way of it um, Fascinates me that not a single word of the media call Has appeared anywhere on any club platforms um, normally for a pre-match press conference with players or managers or anyone It's um, tweeted live in the club Twitter account It's later shown in the club YouTube account There's bits and bobs selected clips in the club website Nothing um, And I'd like to know the decision making process behind that internally We'll never get to find out But he has certainly um, come back out fighting uh, Broadly speaking Gordon Because there were so many bits of it Broadly speaking did Neil Lennon get it right or wrong? Think he, I think he got most of it wrong, Gordon. Um, going by the, 
the callers' uh, opinions last night as well. There's one or two bits I, I thought Neil was quite right to come out and defend himself. I think the, the biggest one was his pride was hurt because of the photographs. They're well documented about these photographs, about sitting around the pool and people using the words like they're out there for a jolly. Neil then is quite right to come out as a Celtic manager and say, look, we were out there to work very, very hard. Now, the question is, should they have been out there in the first place? I said at the beginning that they should have had a think about this and it was a bad idea. Now it's come back to bite them. So I can totally understand Neil coming out and defending, well, hold on a minute, this was not a holiday. We were out there, we were working very hard, the players had a day off, which they do every week, and unfortunately the photographs seen round about a pool when times are very, very bad now, Gordon, enjoying the sunshine, having a beer, and that didn't go down too well. So in that case, I totally go with Neil Lennon this one. A lot of the other stuff, I think he got it totally wrong. What about you, Roger? Same question, broadly speaking, because I know there were so many different parts of this that were covered, but broadly speaking, was that a good idea for Neil Lennon to go about it that way yesterday or not? Um, listen, I'm in the media business, Gordon, so I'm never going to criticise anyone for coming out and speaking to the media and speaking openly to the media. Um, it was a good idea from that perspective. I think Neil got things wrong in the speech. Um, That's what I'm getting at. I'm, yeah, I'm sure I mean, it is great for newspapers said, and radio you know, shows. But... He seemed to criticise the government for the self-isolation rules. Had the self-isolation rules not been in place then the second Celtic player who has tested positive, uh, you know, there's every chance he would have been up training at Lennox Town and the whole place, you know, could have been, could have been hit by, you know, positive tests. So he was wrong to criticise the self-isolation rules. Clearly, St Johnson and Hamilton Ackies are irked um, that they were drawn into it um, and are defending the way they go about their COVID protocols at their clubs. But people will say there are things that, you know, Neil said that were correct. And again, he's shone a light at the SFA and we've spoken about it long and weary in this show, the Belgrade Conga. Yeah, Gordon, what's your take on, on that? The comparisons, the double standards, the hypocrisy, as, as Neil Lennon would call it? Well, he, he, he had to come out with something in his defence, Gordon. Um, he certainly thought long and hard about it. He had a lot of points there it was very hard to, to argue against. That, for instance, because we all witnessed that, we were all part of that. So he's got a point in that as well. I just think the the full season, the way everything's gone, it's not just Dubai, but Dubai seems to be the massive talking point. Also, what I couldn't really understand is, you know, a couple of days prior, the chief exec had come out and apologised, and yet then Neil comes out and sort of a defends the fact that they went over there and it was still the right decision to go. So I think that, uh, as I say at the top of the show, I thought he got one or two things right and I think he's quite right to get it off his chest because uh, he is a Celtic manager and he's got to defend his decisions, defend the club and defend the players. Uh, but there's a few other things I don't think sat well with the Celtic supporters. Yeah, interesting that Gordon th puts a, a spotlight on that side of it, Roger. Whether you think... Neil Lennon was right and Peter Lawwell was wrong or Peter Lawwell was right and Neil Lennon was wrong can everyone agree that they were not speaking with the same tone and, and is that an issue? Um, you would Listen, the only people who know it's an, if it's an issue are Neil Lennon and Peter Lawwell um, Peter Lawwell apologies Actually Neil said yesterday that had he not been self-isolating he would have come out and delivered the apology um, it would have been the oddest apology I think in the history of apologies Had he then followed it with the sort of 
the you know the words he went on to utter yesterday. So there clearly are differing opinions, not really on the wisdom of the trip because you know I do go back to when the trip was planned October November time, perfectly within their rights to plan the trip. Um, it's really the thoughts and the processes and the decisions that have been made in the last 17 days since the final whistle was blown at Ibrox on the 2nd of January, since it became evident that the country here was going to be placed in lockdown and since those photographs emerged from the poolside in Dubai. Well, we'll hear from the captain, Scott Brown, a bit later on. Let's stick with the phones to kick us off. 01419511025. Craig is in Ardrossan. What's on your mind tonight, Craig? Hi, panel. Hi Craig. Hi Craig Can you hear me? Yep, got you loud and clear, on you go uh, I, just, I just think that some of the The treatment that Neil Lennon's getting from Especially the Celtic fans Is absolutely incredible And another another wee point is See if he's telling the truth About this government changing the goalposts With the self-isolated uh, On the plane About how far away they should be sitting in that mm. And they've changed then I think that is absolutely incredible And he's got the right to be upset about it Because he's unfairly probably dropped four points over it, hasn't he? I said, do you know what, um, Craig, you started with a, a, an interesting phrase there That I'm going to pick up on Because you said he's been really hard done by, by And I wondered where this was going I wonder if you were going to say by the media, by ex-players But you, you said by... By by the Celtic fans and I, 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 Why is that then, right? Because I'm sure Neil Lennon Felt he was well within his rights And you know he felt the media have been hard on him He felt the, the Scottish FA or, or the governing bodies uh, The Scottish government's been hard on him But but there was no acknowledgement from Neil Lennon yesterday That actually most of this stuff is coming from the Celtic fans So why do you think that is? Well I think that it's just obviously through They're looking for excuses now But obviously the bad results And then this way the Dubai thing Let's be honest here He's, he, what he's saying is right He's not done a thing wrong If the government and everybody's passed this For them to go to Dubai I couldn't care less You know what I mean? And another is exactly what the caller said yesterday If Celtic could beat Rangers at Ibrox We wouldn't be talking about Dubai I can't prove that that's wrong So I won't try and contradict that Craig But I'm sure you expect me to say Celtic didn't beat Rangers and, and, and so we are talking about Dubai So I, I understand Roger that the, the, the need for Celtic fans to, to want to rally around their manager that, that That's perfectly normal But th- there were certain things in there that, that a lot of Celtic fans can't defend And don't want to It's, it's really interesting that you Interpreted Craig's first sentence The same way I did Because over the years in the show We have had hundreds of callers Who have started sentences with I can't believe Insert name here and the treatment they've got from the media. This time it's not the media. Craig's actually acknowledging this. And and some well, to be th- fair, th- Neil Lennon thinks it is, which th- is fine. Yeah, but this really has surprised me because and you can go back in this show right back to Ferenc Varos, when would that be autumn time? It's the Celtic supporters who have come out in quite big numbers against Neil Lennon. Latterly, it's former Celtic players, including some of his ex teammates, who have come out. Against Neil Lennon And that aspect of it I think will have stung Neil Lennon This is a guy Who Whatever you think of his performance yesterday Whatever you think of Celtic's performances this season This is a man who's won 20 trophies in 20 seasons One of the most decorated Celtic players in the club's history This is a man who Started 9 in a row Finished 9 in a row A man who saw Celtic over the line For the quadruple treble Now you would think That would entitle him to 
a little bit of understanding when things get bad, but it hasn't it hasn't insulated him at all against any of the criticism from the supporters or from former players. And I think perhaps yesterday, you know, he, he's had ten days in the house self isolating. You know what that's like, Gordon. He's had loads and loads of time to read all about it, to view it, to listen to it. And I think that will have stung him as much as any criticism from the media. Roger, I think Dubai plays a big part in this. Of course it does, uh, because it's a massive talking point and it has been since they went and come back and it's still ongoing. But I think the Celtic supporters, the ones that phone in here that's against Neil and want him removed and, you know, want a change in the club, I think it's been... It's been coming over the last five, six months. I think the beginning of the season with the, the late signings, the performances, get knocked out the Cups to Ross County, then obviously going such a distance behind Rangers. And by time, you know, you're challenging for that 10 in a row. Every Celtic fan was praying for it this season. By the middle of January, it's totally gone. So this is just another one, you know, to add on where the Celtic fans are going against Neil Dubai's just another one onto the list mm. it's not just all about the Dubai trip and I do not hold Neil Lennon totally responsible for that but what Neil's got to take the responsibility for is what's happened on the pitch and why they're so far behind Rangers in the title challenge uh, Right Craig you mentioned and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here that you've no problem with the fact that they went they didn't break any rules and you think the criticism of Neil Lennon is over the top So let's let's look at some of the things That are ang- Angering or, or upsetting The people that disagree with you And by the way It doesn't even need to be me It doesn't need to be the media Because you, you can say Well you know You would say that but, but the things that your fellow Celtic fans Are mentioning A couple of them are How can you say that it's remarkable That we only came back With two positive cases How many were you expecting How can you say that it's ludicrous That 13 players have had to isolate When one of those players Has now tested positive They're the two kind of main ones That that people can't quite get on board with So how would you defend them Well another thing as well I'm named Mr Leach right But these two guys Maybe not caught it in Dubai I mean (laughs) I think it's safe to say Christopher Julian caught it in Dubai, Roger, well, and then and the, the other player, the other I, player has been isolating I, since I, he got back. Right, listen, I'll play devil's advocate for the for the reasons of debate. If Christopher Julian did not catch it in Dubai and perhaps caught it before going to Dubai, that is a possibility. I don't have any medical or clinical um, expertise that tells me otherwise. But had he caught it here, the likelihood that thirteen of his teammates and three members of staff would have had to self isolate. Is minimal They had to self-isolate Because they were on planes Buses And hotels With Christopher Julian That they would never have been Had they not mm. gone to Dubai So yes There's every opportunity Christopher Julian Could have contracted it In this country But it wouldn't have had anything Like the repercussions I mean Craig Even in Neil Lennon's Passionate Lengthy defence At no point does he throw that out there He's not even suggesting That that, that couldn't be the case So I'll ask you again that The Celtic fans Who were annoyed last night In the show Said how can he say it's remarkable We've only come back with two cases How many was he expecting And how can it be ludicrous That those players had to isolate When one of them is now positive I'm, I'm not saying that some of the things That Neil said were necessarily No I mean I just think that It's been a bit over the top by, And not just the fans The media as well Some of the stuff Alex Ray was saying last night Was ridiculous Like what? But, like what Craig? 
can't remember. I'm just just some of the stuff, but that's easy for Alex Ray to say that. Yeah, but, but, if, but if he was saying loads of out of order stuff, you must be able to remember some of it. Okay, can it? It's been hard to listen to your show recently. <laughs> uh, being a Celtic fan, you know what I mean. Mm. But uh, I just think that for all Neil Lennon has done for Celtic, at the end of the day, Neil Lennon is not going to walk away for this job. So that's up to the board to sack him. And I'm not saying that I'm a big, I'm all for Neil Lennon now, because that's no true, you know what I mean? But uh, he's not going to walk, so the Celtic fans need to get behind him. Until the board decide otherwise, we need to get behind him. OK, thank you very much, Craig and Ardrossan. Let's bring in Jamie in Coat Bridge and get his take on it. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Gordon and Roger. How's it going? You OK? I just... Hi. That's why I make a point. I completely disagree with that last call. I don't know where he's coming from, but he can defend Lennon. I agree with what Gordon said earlier, that I want to talk about what Lennon's done on the pitch and his mismanagement of players. He's... We go back to the close game. He's playing McGregor at left back. He's got Julian on the bench and Bongoli on the bench. £10 million worth of players on the bench in one of our biggest games of the season. And Copenhagen, he's a core flat games we should be winning. He was with El Yunusi up front when Edward and Griffiths have been firing well, since the winter break. Ferran Juaros, he goes without a striker. Uh, Sparta Prague, he goes with near Beton at centre back, which I completely disagree with. I don't think he's been ever good at centre back, and I think it was shown in old turn as well. Idiotic decision making for himself, the rugby tackled Morelos. Uh, and then his handling of the goalkeeping situation has been appalling. I think he uh, says Barkas is number one and he's playing Hazard. And I think it should be Barkas still because I don't think Barkas has done much wrong as people are saying. But I think Hazard's done worse. The two mistakes Hazard made against Hearts and Hibs, I don't think Barkas makes them because one of his strengths I've actually saw from him is catching the ball for crosses. His distribution's quick. Hazard might make it in the future but mm. and then he's also changing the defence nearly every game so that can't help Barkas's confidence Right in fairness to Neil Lennon Jamie a lot of water's gone under the bridge since Cluj and Copenhagen so I assume that the hierarchy at Celtic aren't, aren't holding those things against them any longer Roger because it, uh, that was a long time ago however how how, how telling is it that in the aftermath of Dubai and, and then given what Neil Lennon said yesterday and the way that he said it no, no, not, not many people are actually talking about the football anymore We're Celtic have dropped point two games in a row And it looks like Rangers are off into the, the yeah, sunset but, but Jamie makes points That a lot of Celtic supporters will make Because yes, Cluj and Copenhagen were in the dim and distant past But in a season where Celtic have gone out of the Champions League To Ferencvaros Have had those two desperate results against Sparta Prague Have finished bottom of a Europa League group um, Jamie and the Celtic supporters will look back and say Well there was evidence that this was going to happen Look what happened against Copenhagen and Cluj um, it, it goes back to a point you quite often make in the show Gordon That there is an element among the Celtic support Didn't want Neil Lennon back um, After Neil Lennon won the 2019 Scottish Cup final against Hearts at Hamden uh, He got appointed in the dressing room if you remember And it surprised me at the time The number of Celtic fans who phoned the show Irate at this decision and I don't think anything that Neil has done in almost two years since then has really won round those supporters to, to any great degree. Um, those supporters still want change. 
Jamie's given you examples of why they want change and I think there's an element among the Celtic supporters won't rest, rightly or wrongly, their club, they won't mm. rest until there is change. Roger, Roger I've got to be honest, I, I listened to Jamie's points here and he makes a lot of good points, points that are, are actually facts, but I think Neil Lennon could have got away with all of those points if, in January, just now, he was sitting neck and neck with Rangers or three points off Rangers. I think the fact that the 10 in a row, every Celtic fan will probably tell you, unless there's one or two out there still holding on, that, that the, the league's gone. That dream's away. That's gone. That's that's not that's not there now. But if he'd have been in the league, still up there challenging all Jamie's points, as much as they're totally correct, I think Neil Lennon would have got away with him. Okay, we'll have to leave it there. Jamie and Coatbridge were a bit pushed. Thank you very much. 01419511025. It is time for travel, but more of your calls next. Bowie at breakfast. On the last show was Cassie's birthday, so we broke the budget and paid a celebrity to do a message. Hey, Cathy, this is Uri Geller. I'm speaking to you all the way from Old Jaffa, near Tel Aviv in Israel. Uri Geller, eh? And the big names keep on coming on the next show. Stop the bus with you and Cameron. Live from Glasgow. Bowie at breakfast. With the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Clyde One. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here wanting to take your call, desperate to take your calls, in fact. 0141 951 1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. I must admit, Roger Hanna, right, this. This has been keeping me awake at night This was this was 10 days ago right This is a conversation You and I had on this very show 10 days ago Have we heard the end of it Roger? There's all sorts of uh, different strands to it People talking about you know the, the permission to go in the first place And Celtic hitting back The government signed off on it That they were able to go Have we heard the end of it? Well you would think from an SAFE point of view For now we've Honestly, heard the end of it Have we heard the end of it Roger Hanna? Every day I wake up and shudder that ever having uttered those words because first of all it was the players having to isolate and then it was John Kennedy and then it was Gavin Strachan and then it was Peter Lowell then it was Neil Lennon I, when will we ever hear the end of it is the question yeah well I mean the second half of that answer for me was you, you, <laughs> you know you only hear the end of it if there's no positive tests when Celtic come by unfortunately Christopher Julian did test positive unfortunately a second player tested positive yesterday and you know with Celtic's testing regime it is noticeable and you have to commend Celtic because when they were in the bubble at Lennox Town there has not been a single positive mm. case the COVID-19 issues have had this season was when Volleyball and Golly left the country without permission when Ryan Christie was caught up by the track and trace people on Scotland duty when Odson Edward was, was caught up in, on international duty so prior to going to Dubai the, the bubble at Celtic had been done the job it was supposed to do but unfortunately since then um, things have really gone awry and, and they must be hoping against hope that, that yesterday's positive test is the final one yeah 0141951125 let's hear from you at I was going to speak to Thomas and Kilsyth who appears to have disappeared so if you're listening Thomas give us a call back um, but it has developed again Roger today because there was so much in Neil Lennon's yesterday in amongst it was a a bit of a dig at other clubs or, or a reminder from Neil Lennon that other people are, are doing things they shouldn't be and he referenced St Johnston he referenced Hamilton Ackies and basically saying that they're not providing adequate 
changing facilities to comply with social distancing guidelines. Uh, Wilson Johnson have hit back today. Um, it's a statement from their head of football operations, Kirsten Robertson, uh, saying the club's extremely disappointed. They call Neil Lennon's comments inaccurate and unfounded. Um, we provide one of the largest away team changing areas in the league Every team including Celtic is also provided with a large area uh, for team meetings We follow all protocols, all guidance um, We made sure that every request and requirement was met when Celtic visited Celtic viewed our facilities before the game And no issues were raised And no issues were raised after the game <laughs> Add that one to the list of, of talking points that's come out of this Yeah, um, you know to listen to Neil yesterday, you would think, you know, COVID protocols and government regulations only applied to Celtic. Um, they don't, they apply to every club in the land. Um, just ask Kilmarnock, just ask St Mirren, who have fallen foul of them earlier on the season. Um, St Johnson have to make sure when they're under scrutiny that they tick all the boxes. Hamilton Ackies, when they're under scrutiny, have to make sure that they tick all the boxes, just like every other club in the land does. So I, I did have a sort of raised eyebrow when... Neil started citing other clubs yesterday And it doesn't surprise me at all That those other clubs have reacted today In the way they have Because clearly The way those other clubs go about their business Meets the regulations Otherwise they would have you know fallen foul The same way as Kilmarnock and Smyrna I know you were at Fur Park and Sunday Gordon Just look at the, the physical setup at Fur Park Where the media now enter and exit the ground where the Motherwell players enter and exit the ground and where the Rangers players enter and exit the ground. Three different stands. You know, you watch the Rangers player coming down those steps at the away mm. end. So that shows you, you know, the importance clubs mm. place on physical social distancing. Right, Thomas is a Celtic fan from Kilsyth. What's on your mind tonight, Thomas? What's your take on all this? Hi, Gordon. Hi, Paul. Um, I, I just find it absolutely bewildering, to be honest, Gordon. Um, he's come out and and basically, for for what for, for what I can make it, basically he's blaming everybody else but himself. He's blaming the government. He's blaming Lawwell, which I find to be rather, rather comical to say the least. He's blaming everybody else. You know, it's time for him to go. I, 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 honestly, I've been saying it for every time I've come on. I've come on here. The, the guy needs to go. All right, he's won his trophies and all. I I granted that, but. I, I just feel it's just for time for me to walk. So to go, you, I don't think it was really. Are you saying this? You mentioned blaming everyone else. Do you see this as some sort of deflection tactic? Is that what you mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. He's blaming everybody. Barry Selgarton. Was the government at fault for Ferns Varos? Was the government at fault for, for Rangers making this twice? Or going to the Champions League? Or the Europa League even? To be fair, Neil Lennon was defending. Elements of Dubai yesterday I don't think he meant Ferencvaros Or I don't think he meant anything else And Neil Lennon And there are Celtic fans out there You've heard f from them Who agree He feels that That they've been Hard done by And it's It's over the top And there's, there's bullying And there's an agenda There's there's a hypocrisy Why are you not Why are you not buying into that then? I, I just I just As I say It's just I, I think he's just uh, Blaming everybody else Dubai was Dubai was a Disaster, we all know that. But for, for Neil Lennon to come out and say it's remarkable that we've only got two COVID cases out of 13, or um, it's remarkable that, it, that even even though we have no committed 40s, Gordon, there's no social distancing or nothing. 
And you know what, mate? I, I just, I just think you have relaxed totally, totally out of your done it. And the guy, the guy is just, I think that was just, that was just a strong one. But that's, that's how I feel. I just feel it's time for the day. Just, just go. Well, uh, Neil Lennon um, waited for two half as say, Gordon. I think everybody, uh, pundits, media, uh, supporters, everybody concerned. Uh, had their fill and it was up to Neil Lennon the Celtic manager to come out and have his he's defended everything he's answered every question that was thrown at him now you can argue do you agree or disagree a lot of Celtic fans disagree uh, some Celtic fans do agree with the manager uh, as I say there's a couple of um, subjects in there that I sort of uh, tend to go along with Neil uh, the one particular is I do believe that Celtic were there for the right cause to go and train as hard as they possibly could. But unfortunately, the pictures and the images that come back didn't look that way. And obviously, with the, the fact that everything what's happening in the country all over the world, um, it doesn't help. Um, but I do think they, they had the right intentions to go there, try and work hard, try and come back, try and, try and get a title challenge going again, which was always got to be very, very difficult, but it's backfired. Neil's come out had his say on it. Now, the the big question for me now is, what, where where do Celtic go? Because I think that they're all going in different directions. You've got the chief exec coming out apologising. Neil saying, no, I won't apologise for a trip. Um, you know, you've got different uh, members of staff coming out and saying different things. There's not a togetherness there just now at Celtic, which is very unusual for a club like that. So it'll be interesting to see what road they get down now. Now, a lot of Celtic fans want Neil Lennon out. I'm not here to, you know, try and say that a, a manager should lose his job, but it'll be very interesting. If I think, uh, uh, my personal opinion, and that's quite simple for me, if they're going to make a change, and I'm saying if, and it's not my decision, and I don't really care, if they're going to make a change, I think, for the benefit of the club, they should make it right now. Does Neil Lennon's position in any way is it in any way impacted, Roger, by by what we saw yesterday, what we heard yesterday? I don't think so. I, I, I really don't because I think the Celtic board have been they've been really reasonably consistent throughout this. Whether the fans like it or not, the, the board have been reasonably consistent that they are going to stick with Neil Lennon. Mm-hmm. They reviewed his position autumn time. They reviewed his position again at the start of this month. And they seem content to carry on with Neil And that is absolutely fine um, I wonder You know what will happen at the end of this season I, I do believe there will be You know major changes in the football department at Celtic In the summer um, Everything points to You know a lot of big figures leaving the club There are players whose loan spells will end There are players whose contracts end There are players who will be seeking Moves away There'll be players that the club Will want to move away You know Because of their contract situations Etc And it wouldn't at all surprise me If that if Daz says If there's a change In the dugout I'm not so sure There'll be a change in the dugout Though Before the end of the season uh, Still sensing a split here Thomas is a Celtic fan Not having Neil Lennon's Press conference at all Says the sooner the better That he leaves But On the other hand With loads of calls um, Sort of Backing elements of it So I suspect We're going to uh, continue on that vein Let's thank Thomas And bring in David In Wishaw David what's your Take on it I take on it Gordon Thanks for taking my call Hi Mark Hi Gordon Gordon Diego 
Yes, David. You were my second. You were my second. You were my second favourite punter, punter, but now you're my first. Oh, who's he overtaking? Hi, Matt Wilson. Ah, oh, cut off, oh, oh, David. <laughs> cut yourself off. <laughs> I thought, no. I thought you were going to say Roger Hanna or someone like Hugh Keevans <laughs> or somebody, but Matt Wilson. No. Right, go on then. What's no. your What's your point to your your favourite point? Is, my favourite point is he said everything that I was. That I'm thinking of just now with Neil Lennon. Well, well done, Matt. Well, well, well done. Uh, Gordon, sorry, well done. We've well, been nervous, mate. Oh, you're fine. Uh, Neil Lennon. If any other manager would have walked. Sticking by his guns when he done the comment when he done the interview, obviously he spoke to his employers. Good on Neil, and I hope the Celtic fans are listening. Good on him. He did everything throughout him, everything. There's nothing any manager in this country would have put up with. They would have walked because he's got to think he's family, right? But good on you, good on Neil Lennon. His background staff got to go and give him a bit of beat space. Now. The talk is uh, Eddie Howe is up, whatever rumour, and Neil Lennon's last game at Livingston. If that's his last game, then he's poured out his team stuff off his chest to let the fans know. If it's not his last game and he's going to get a chance, certainly the players cutting a bit of fat. Would he want off this man blood? Come on. It's a sore pill to swallow. Rangers are going to win the league this season. It's a sore pill to get. But that's the way things happen. You just have to get up and start back up again. It's as simple as that. Roger Han, I've heard a lot of kind of different theories on this. This was Neil Lennon's last stand. He was able to get everything off his chest because he knows his time is up. And this was a message to the board, or it was a message to this person or that person. Is, is there anything, any ulterior motive here, or just a guy who just passionately spoke about what he believed in? No, I think it's a guy who just passionately spoke about what he believed in. I think he. Well, self-isolating for 10 days Has grown tired of the criticism He wasn't able, you know He wasn't at the Hibs game to answer the criticism Or the Livingston game to answer the criticism This is the first opportunity he's had To get things off his chest He's heard various different takes On the wisdom of the trip The wisdom of incidents that happened on the trip um, He has seen not just himself and John Kennedy And the third member of the backroom team But 13 of his players Forced into self-isolation Which he didn't agree with um, They've missed games Celtic have dropped four points During those games So I think it's a It's been a cumulative effect mm. If you like And yesterday was his first opportunity To to let off steam David you said They are something along the lines of What do these Celtic fans want from this man? What do they want from Neil Lennon? Do they want blood? Now it's all very dramatic But I wonder if some of those Celtic fans Who are criticising them Simply want an apology and an acknowledgement that going to Dubai and coming back and having 13 players to isolate, etc., was all a mistake. Is that too much to ask? No, I mean, he was given, obviously, he's done no wrong going to Dubai. He's done no wrong. And the photographs, I mean, everybody's going to make mistakes, eh, Duncan. Everybody's going to make mistakes. You know what I mean? But I think it just went overboard a wee bit. That, that, do you know what? That's fine. I, I accept that. But which is it? Everybody's going to make mistakes or they've not done anything wrong. They've either not... You know, that you can't have both. If they've made mistakes, then they've done something wrong. Yep, yep. Okay, okay. Uh, the, okay, I'll go with the pool when they were all around the pool. That, that was wrong. That was wrong. That was wrong. And John Kennedy didn't help him either. They said the same thing he said. But, uh, that, that was wrong. They, they, they shouldn't have been... 
with, with what's happened with, with all the points and that, they shouldn't have done that. I would agree with that one. That was a that was a slip up because that was an odd blow to us because because mm-hmm. they ten in a row. But this is all. I mean, I'll, I'll give you. But this is all stemming for the ten in a row. It's a very very hard pill to swallow. I can assure you. Uh, okay, David. Listen, I'm going to make sure I get a signed picture of your favourite pundit, Gordon Dia. We'll get that sent out to you. So thanks for joining us tonight. Look at. You up for that? Is that alright? You, you don't charge, do you? Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> well l- listen, doesn't he? I can I can send out the one I took earlier on. Of him, he was sleeping again, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, you, oh. I was resting. That's the difference. Is there not? Is there not a story in the news today about napping? What is it? Is it something to do with Boris Johnson? Or yeah, some I think sort of... I think Downing Street put out a statement just um, denying that Boris is a a little nap in the afternoon. A power nap, I think, was the phrase that was used. And you just decided to, to get in on the action That's fine, okay, I don't judge you for it 01419511025 We'll hear some interesting comments from Scott Brown next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here It's the usual number to get in touch And you can tweet as well At Clyde SSB Let's hear a bit from the Celtic captain Scott Brown We've got James on the line as well uh, He, The Celtic captain insists The title hopes for Celtic aren't over He's returned of course from self-isolation Ahead of tomorrow night's trip to Livingston And still believes they can make a push Between now and the end of the campaign Seeing the lads playing And everyone not being able to help them out And stuff like that But uh, it's what we had to do It's what we've been told to do So uh, we all managed to do that Come back in And we've had a good couple of days training just there And now we're getting ready for the game Against Livingston on Wednesday We're obviously not in the best position But we have got three games in hand We need to make sure we win those games We need to make sure we hit top form uh, The now We need to make sure that we keep believing as well Because we've always got the faith And we've always got that positivity And we know that we can Keep winning games, and that's what we have to do to try and put pressure on our rivals. For for us, we believe that it is, but we need to make sure that we win every single game now, and and it starts tomorrow. Yeah, strong words there for the Celtic captain. You expect Scott Brown to come out and say that, Gordon? But uh, I do believe that it'd be a major miracle if Celtic could turn this around. Interesting that in all the madness from yesterday, Neil Lennon actually said the title may be beyond Celtic, which was a big statement. The the thing is, it just wasn't as big as the fifty-five. Oh, that what what a choice of of number that was. Fifty-seven, sixty-three, whatever you. Uh, you want to call it Other big statements that he made Yeah forget maybe It is beyond them I think everyone will know that uh, But As a Celtic uh, Captain like Scott Brown Who's played so many games Been there so many years Won so many trophies You'd expect him to come out And still have that Fighting spirit He's got to say that He's got to front that up If you look at it 21 Even look at the goal difference Is another point as well They go to Livingston to, to tomorrow Which has got to be a very difficult game I know that they'll have a, a completely different side out But they're away to Livingston Livingston banging for them Very unlucky at Celtic Park So that's got to be a real tough one I think what they've got to do is start winning games I think they've got to start mm. performing because certainly, uh, yeah, they performed against Rangers, but they still didn't win the game. And it's all about winning the game and at least trying to close the gap and finish the season on a high. I get what Gordon means about, you know, what, what else is Scott Brown going to say? And, and he has to say that, Roger. But, but Neil Lennon just said yesterday the title may be beyond Celtic. And I'll be interested to see, Gordon says about, you know, a hugely changed team. I'll be interested to see how many changes there actually are because the team that took on Livingston and Hibs and had the two draws. There's still a lot of big hitters in that team. You look at the midfield, you know, Callum McGregor 
Ismaila Sorrow, David Turnbull, Tom Rogic were all playing. Shane Duffy and Near Beaton were playing. The, you know, the two left backs were well, the, and you know, the full backs were there. Frimpong were there. So I think mm. in, in terms of strikers, all four frontline strikers were out. So you would think Edward and Griffiths would come back into the team tomorrow. Yeah, um, Christie or Christie and Ayer, mm. possibly Barkas. So I mean, it's not as if there's going to be eleven changes in the team. Okay, let's bring in James in Partick. What's your point tonight, James? Even panel, how are you doing, guys? Good, uh, you. good uh, Gordon, you're the best uh, host the, the show's had in years. Thanks very much. Uh, James, so uh, just, people are going to think I've put you up to that, honestly. It's very nice of you, but we can't possibly no, yeah, do it. Very impartial, Carl, so uh, I think most people mm, appreciate we'll that. See, um, a few points. I think there's just, Neil talked about hypocrisy, but there's a lot of inconsistencies with his own statement. He talked about the fact that there was never going to be a lockdown they didn't know at the point they went to Dubai that there wasn't going to be a lockdown we were told the 19th of December by the government that we were going to be only allowed to see your family on Christmas Day and then you're back into lockdown on the 26th I don't see where that that point comes from um, so to say that you didn't know that you couldn't go to Dubai I think it's a lot of rubbish um, I feel sorry for him I think he's he's been left in the firing line uh, and, I, and I cannot understand why he's still in the job um, I don't know what the board are thinking by keeping them in position. Well, I mean, here's the thing, James. This is now bec- another side to this has become the sort of the, the media bias accusation, if you like. And here's a tweet from from the wet Doug, uh, who says, "Has Neil Lennon had a bad season? Yes. Should he stand down? Yes. Does he stick up for Celtic when?" Ex-players put the boot in Yes I never thought fellow Celtic fans Would back the media Over the Celtic manager um, but, but there are loads of Celtic fans Like you Out there Who are not having that at all yesterday But then on the other side The other group Are somehow c- Can't believe that, that you Celtic fans Would have the cheek to, to to seemingly back the media over this I don't know how it became so polarised But what, what would you say to To, to your fellow Celtic fans then who, who are... I think the fans were on the bandwagon first Gordon I think the media have picked up on the negativity from the fans. It's not the other way about. The fans have been asking for them to go since the start of the season when when Europe was going wrong. Didn't even really want them in the first place, Gordon. It's not. It's not been hard, James, for the media. And I speak as someone in the media. It's not been hard mm. for us to pick up on what you describe exactly. as the no, negativity no, that's, that's, of the fans, that's, that's because saying, so. fans from from the autumn time, from Ferenc Varos time, have been phoning into this show, demanding the removal of Neil Lennon. Um, it reached fever pitch when there were supporters throwing missiles at police vans outside Celtic Park um, at a time when social distancing rules were all over the country and there was almost a siege outside the stadium after the, the defeat to Ross County. So it's not the media against Neil Lennon or against Celtic. It's Celtic supporters who have, as, as Craig the first caller said exactly what you're saying, James, it's Celtic supporters and, and an increasing number Ex-Celtic players ne- who, who are calling for change James Neil Lennon Outlined this case Very passionately yesterday it Spoke about Celtic are being held To a different standard Technically they were allowed to go The protocols have, have been good um, Hypocrisy Bullying Explain then why As a Celtic fan And, and who, who I'm sure Is someone you would admit who, who, would, who would love to back Your manager on this one Why you can't Well I've had a few arguments last night, tonight, about people saying uh, there's a distinction between technically we were right to go, morally you can't. The two are not indistinguishable. 
Do you, get, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, if absolutely. It's morally, if it's morally wrong, you don't go. And, and, never have gone to Dubai. And the hardest part, James, is on this show, we have football fans like yourself for the show and we have debates about the football rights and wrongs of it all. And that's great. But outside of the, the I was going to say the football bubble, um, outside of, you know, football, the general public, the general public isn't with Celtic on this argument. You know, it's on the front pages of newspapers today and people without a huge interest in football cannot understand why Celtic were in Dubai. It's beyond them to understand. They can't understand it. They didn't see family at Christmas time. They've been separated. Um, some have been ill. Some know people who have been ill. Um, some are still living in lockdown restrictions that are affecting their business, their livelihood, the economy. This is an argument that Neil Lennon and Celtic are not going to win with the greater public. No, they're blinded by it. And for anyone to say that the Scottish government is siding against Celtic, I think I don't. I don't see that argument at all. I think most. <laughs> I don't want to get political, but I think you get what I'm saying. The SNP, there's probably more uh, allegiances for Celtic than there is for the other team in Glasgow. Um, does that make sense, guys? I'll, I'll take your word for that, James. Mm. Uh, That's a can of worms I am not opening tonight. No, no, I don't want you to open it. Keep it closed. <laughs> it's fine. But uh, I think. I think that that stood out for me to say that the government have, have turned on on Celtic. I think that potentially the, the sanctions could have been harsher for Celtic when they made uh, sanctions against Aberdeen. The guys were out in a, in a bar after the Rangers game. What's the difference between what the Celtic guys were doing in Dubai? They were in a public bar at that point. There's no difference in my in my view. It's a different country, of course, but it's the same situation, if not worse. James, thank you very much. That was James in Partick. That takes us nicely up to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk/football. Tell you what, what a start to 2021 you've had on Beat the Pundit. Eh? Who, Roger? <laughs> oh, don't start me. I know he lost as well, yeah, which he's is not, not like won a game. Neither of you. Yeah, but two, right, uh, two wrongs don't make a right And then to lose with the whole, Dignity The whole United States of Arab Ar- or whatever it was that That's like losing 15 beat the pundits all at once Yeah, my goal difference isn't good uh, Honestly, I, I can't get over it, Roger I still play the clip back <laughs> I, I, I'm with you, Daz it, It's not beat the geography teacher It should be football questions exactly, in this show Exactly, exactly you know, I, 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 I think they're ganging up on us You know, I'm still right. in this minus one nonsense You've been penalised because you don't know your geography Roger, we're the best two on Beat the Pundit And we're under pressure tonight I'm with you, Daz Luckily for you I think the questions are a bit more straightforward tonight 01419511025 Beat the Pundit Lines close at 7 o'clock So be quick Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We have had another busy opening hour talking about everyone's favourite holiday destination. Yes, that is right, Dubai back um, on the agenda again today. St Johnson have come out and had a, a pop back at Neil Lennon after he'd a pop at them about their COVID protocols. So this one uh, continues to get a, a new development every day, it seems. Let's play Beat the Pundit and give ourselves even just 90 seconds of something different, Roger Hanna. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. 
on that point If you want to do something radical And talk about a football game Or a player Or a decision on the pitch Let's do that as well Get your calls in Usual number Tonight's contestant though On Beat the Pundit Is Paul in Thornley Bank How's it going Paul? I know bad mate No bad Now Paul Do you know that tonight You're either You're going to play Either one Of the only two pundits With a 0% win record In 2021 That must fill you With great confidence Oh no pressure then No pressure Did you hear this at the weekend Roger Um, Someone has set up a Twitter account Oh not only did I hear it I viewed it Called Black Arthur Yeah In in tribute to one of Gordon Dale's Finest moments a few weeks ago uh, And he's given us the whole table Games played One loss Points for against Points per game He's gone as well And at the bottom is uh, Gordon DL played two, lost two. Uh, Roger Hanna played one, lost one. So I'll let you off on that. I think once you start losing two and three in a row, yeah. and you, you have to factor in this minus one nonsense. Even, even the, the Black Arthur's author, if you like, has, has given me a little minus one in brackets yeah, on his table. You're still on minus one for the meantime. Let's toss the coin. If it's heads, it will be Roger minus one. If it's tails, it'll be Gordon DL. Oh, when it is, it's heads. It's Roger Hanna minus one, a chance to redeem himself or. Will he be bottom of that table? Right, I'm going to give Roger some Clyde 2 to listen to. Yeah, yeah, he's giving me the thumbs up. Right, Paul, it's just you and I. 30 seconds on the clock, up against Roger, and you can pass. Are you ready? All right, to go. Right, top man, 30 seconds starts now. How many times has Cedric Eaton scored against Motherwell? Four. Who scored four times for Celtic in this season's Europa League? Uh, Edward. In what year did Partick Thistle last play in the Scottish Premiership? 2011 Who scored their first goal for Hibs on Saturday? Oh, McGinn Who did Aberdeen Scott Wright join on loan in 2019? Which Scotland international plays for Sporting Kansas City in the MLS? Johnny Russell Okay, let's bring Roger back Roger, can you hear us? Yeah, about in dire straits and Clyde too. I hope that's not an mm, omen. Yeah, I was just going to say, right, 30 seconds on the clock. Same set of questions to you, and your time starts now. How many times has Cedric Eaton scored against Motherwell? Four. Who scored four times for Celtic in this season's Europa League? Elianusi. In what year did Partick Thistle last play in the Scottish Premiership? 2017. Who scored their first goal for Hibs on Saturday? Pass Who did Aberdeen Scott Wright Join on loan in 2019 Dundee What Scotland international Plays for Sporting Kansas City In the MLS Johnny Russell And who was the last side To defeat Livingston Um, Aberdeen Okay, okay. Ooh. Paul and Thornley can, Bank can, can I, can I, Before you embarrass me Can I just say I was at a Hibs game At the weekend You're joking uh, Paul and Thornley Bank How do you think it went I think you might have just beat me mm. right, He starts on there. minus one remember So how many times has Cedric Eaton scored against Motherwell It's four You both got it So Paul leads by one yeah. Who scored four times for Celtic in this season's Europa League It is Mohamed El Yunusi Roger is level In what year did Partick Thistle last play in the Premiership It was 2018 oh, right, Relegated okay. in, the, in the May Who scored their first goal for Hibs on Saturday You know it now don't you It's Alec Gogic It's Alec yeah. Gogic of course it is But you didn't know it under pressure So we're still level yes um, who did Aberdeen Scott Wright join on loan in 2019? It is Dundee. So um, Roger Hanna moves one in front. What Scotland international plays for Sporting Kansas City? Johnny Russell. Well done, Paul. You got it. Sadly for you, so did Roger. Mm. He was wrong on the last one. It was St Mirren, the last team to beat Livy. 
But it didn't matter Four, <laughs> four for Roger Gordon I was there as well <laughs> You're joking <laughs> you're, a, you're a new man in 2021 Oh dear Gary Holt's last game Anyway You got four Minus one which is three And it still beats Paul's two Hard oh, lines Paul Cheers Paul Alright no bother at all Well done Paul and Thornley Bank <laughs> What's the old saying Form is temporary Class is permanent Oh there's no, there well was done, no class Roger. in that performance Well done None it, whatsoever It's a win Roger for us Don't worry Do you know what It's a win Take it I, I think you you are, you've been rattled by last week's defeat. I, that that was not the type of performance I expected from you tonight. <laughs> you can't get them all right all the time. But Alex Gogage, I seriously, oh, I, I, it was a terrific goal as well. I don't know whether you've seen it yet. An absolutely, yeah, absolutely terrific goal. Uh, someone gave it goal of the weekend. Hugh Keevans, I think. I think it was you, yeah, gave last it night. Goal of the weekend, yeah. So and also, I was at like Gary Holt's last game, one 0 Jake Doyle Hayes scored for St Mirren. Uh, there we go. And then meet again this weekend. Ben Fred comes semi. You take the win and you move on, Gordon. But that now looks like you are the only pundit with a zero percent win record um, in 2021. So you'll need to change that Thursday night. Yeah, it's uh, something I'm not proud of, Gordon. I've got to say, I've got to up my game a little bit because I was in a comfort zone. I was too good. Oh, right, okay. You know, I was I was going along there and it was easy week in, week out, and then all of a sudden, hey, pressure on me. He's too distracted. Will I tell you what today's latest DLism is? You know, there's always a story. Every day there's multiple stories, but usually I like to pick one out and uh and, and broadcast it in the show just to see what people's thoughts are. He's gone and bought himself a a heated body warmer. Right? So I, I don't know what how it heats up, but it, it heats itself up and it keeps you warm. So he went and, <laughs> he went and put, put the heating off And opened all the windows Just so that he could test it out Sat in his flat himself <laughs> With his heated body warmer am I, am, I, am I wrong? Yeah, yeah I had to try it out, right? Because uh, you know what I like is You've got to send them back quickly So you're thinking You're out there And for instance I was at St Mirren Two weeks ago, Gordon mm-hmm. And it was absolutely freezing And I decided to Purchase us It's the best I've ever So I thought right Get the temperature right down Open the windows in the flat Turn the heating off Waited to really get cold Charged up my my body warmer Oh fantastic piece of business Just imagine him with windows wide open Snow Icicles hanging off A lot Hold on A lot of icicles hanging off that beak And uh, the, the body warmer on Keep him warm He really is He's a unique individual Roger Yes Roger has got three settings Red for burning hot Right. One, one bar, two bar and three bar uh, it's, it's like the old fire You can't the, put three bars on can you That's, that's uh, taking the mic yeah, Well you can have the three bars on Gordon Let me tell oh, you and, uh, that is and my new hiking boots has come today as well So I'll be sitting in the flat tonight Windows open Body warmer on Hiking boots you'll and be, the blanket You'll be going up those Geordies Before you know what's happening Oh we'll be away Well funnily enough actually GR8 has sent me a, a, a picture and a tweet And it's for your benefit Gordon He says one for the Dazzler And it's one of these uh, Sort of Chalkboard sandwich board things You would see outside a shop Or a pub And they've often got a, 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 a quirky wee message on it Well this one says A big nose is not an excuse For no mask I mean I still wear underwear. What's that? I don't know. <laughs> I went over my head. I know, I, I got that. The worst jokes are the ones you need to explain, Roger Hannah. We'll tell you about it later. Right. Roger will gesture it to you and yeah. you can you can see if you pick it up. Right. 01419511025. Russell is a Rangers fan in the East End. What's on your mind tonight, Russell? All right, guys. How are you doing? Good. Hey, How are you? How you doing, mate? See, to be honest, I was only coming on to sing the conga, but I'll make a point about Gerard. Okay. Uh, see, uh, to be honest, what that guy's done this year is absolutely frightening. The way he's turned Rangers around, and I don't think he's getting the credit that he deserves. Because Neil Warren just wants to spit the dummy and take all the credit and all the shine away from everything. 
I don't think Neil Lennon wants to take credit, Roger. It's one of those um, unavoidable consequences that if someone produces a massive story, everything else will. Yeah, will. I, but like, I still feel like people are well aware of you, how well Rangers have done. You always find in the show that sort of bad news is louder than good news, if you like. So the decline of Celtic this season is sort of dominated. Dominated this show Because Celtic supporters Have phoned in In greater numbers Probably than, than Rangers fans Have phoned in To credit Stephen Gerrard But Russell's right Stephen Gerrard has done A terrific job This season um, I think the reference In the show last week You know Looking back to the first day Of the season And you, you could You could have put up An argument For Rangers As potential champions This season The way Stephen Gerrard Had built the squad The improvement Year on year I don't think anyone Would have put up An argument That sitting here In mid-January they would be 21 points clear um, They would still be in the Europa League They wouldn't have lost a league game They would only have conceded 7 league goals As Russell said the, you know, the advancement in this Rangers team Has been quite remarkable this season And you know, Stephen Gerrard He's gone about his business Quite quietly Russell I think he's done so intentionally um, And he will continue mm. Going down that route of you know, working away quietly until the league is clinched. Well, Stephen, sorry, Gordon, I was just going to play a clip from Stephen Gerrard. He says it, it'll be impossible to shield his players from title talk in the coming weeks. But he says they're not going to get too down about the draw at the weekend, just the same as they don't get too high with their wins. Listen, it, it, it's going to be a challenge because the reality is there's 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 big prizes to play for. Um, it's impossible not to realise where we're at as a group uh, and what's at stake, but. It's important that we stay focused and we don't get ahead of ourselves and just focus on each challenge. Um, that's where we're trying to keep the boys in terms of their thinking and the preparation. No one, after a fantastic win, is getting too high. And you know, if we have a bump or we don't get the result we want, it's important to stay calm. Um, we haven't managed to, to stretch our lead today, but at the same time, we haven't lost anything either. So, um, And you've seen two sides of us today. A first half showing that wasn't us and wasn't good enough, but second half was... An awful lot better So there's some positives to take as well Russell, is the gap such that A draw at the weekend Or any fear of title talk Getting to the players Is the gap such that none of that worries you Or do you still have any sort of lingering doubt? No, not really the, the, I, I, I don't see Rangers maybe Going the rest of the season unbeaten I just kind of see Celtic putting a run, run of games together To catch us yeah, I mean, Gordon, the, you don't need me to dish out the arithmetic lesson. No. It, it, it would take quite something. Stephen Gerrard's here talking about: Is it now impossible to shield players? Because when you're when you are, I don't even know, six, seven, eight points ahead, then you can really hammer home that message. And and the outside people talking about it, there aren't as many of them, so you you might be able to stay away from it. But but when the gap gets to this, and with absolutely no guarantee that Celtic even go and win tomorrow with a, a squad that's coming back from isolation. Surely the players are going to start to think about it Well you don't believe any player that comes out Especially a Rangers player And say well I don't look at the league table We don't. We just concentrate one game at a time We'll get all the cliches Of course we will And that's what they have to do You're talking about a bunch of guys Gordon That you know Apart from McGregor, Davison there Nobody's really won anything And they're so close To stopping Celtic doing 10 in a row They're so close to getting their first championship of course they're looking at that But As Stephen Gerrard said there Even when They're not playing at their best And that credit goes to other teams sometimes Because You know Look at St Mirren beating them I thought St Mirren that, that, that night were terrific You look even at the weekend They weren't at their best I thought Motherwell played very well 
um, up until a point. But they still managed to grind out the results, Gordon. 21 points, I know the three games in hand, but you also look at the goal difference. It would need a complete collapse. And where do you see it coming from? Because you're looking at all the games they've played, they've only lost seven goals. Even at the times when you can look at Rangers and think they've not been at their best uh, in two, three, four, five games, they've still only lost seven goals. So, no, I think the players will be looking, ticking off the games and looking forward to the day they can celebrate winning the title. That may be the biggest problem for Celtic. If, if there is a 1% chance of them coming back into the title race, the Rangers... They haven't played well, Daz, probably since before Christmas. They haven't reached the heights that they did earlier in the season. No, would, you know, would you include Pitaudry in that? I know the scoreline ended up, but... Listen, they, they, they had a real wobble for a while against ah, 10 men. comfortable, was it not, though? Well, it certainly wasn't as comfortable mm. as it looked at 2-0, you have to mm. say. I mean, they did play well in patches in that game. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure... They won the Old Firm game without registering a shot on target, if you remember. And, and listen, this isn't criticism of Rangers. This is praise of Rangers because they're still 21 points clear having had a little spell burn they haven't played as well. I think Roof coming back, Jack coming back, Arfield coming back. I think they're actually mm. only going to get stronger and, and, you know, possibly kick on. Russell, is there an incentive there to, to keep the foot to the floor, try and wrap it up as early as possible? I don't know, maybe try and go unbeaten? Or, or does none of that does none of that matter? Just keep doing what they're doing, really. I'd say that would be the best mentality to be doing mm. for them to have. Just keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, Roger, to jump to too many conclusions on... And you know you've got to January. See that that game at the weekend, for instance, at Fir Park. See if that happens in September. Yeah. You say, oh right, maybe right, okay. Are Rangers going to struggle at, at these venues? Um, you know, fell behind and you know didn't really cause them as many problems as they would like. But but it's the and fact that once you've got to January, you can yeah. you can kind of make a sound judgment that it's a, an off day rather than. And in the big picture of things, if you say to Stephen Gerrard on New Year's Day, the next three games, Celtic. Aberdeen away Motherwell away You're going to get Seven points from nine Stephen I, I think he would have Happily taken mm. that I mean Gordon If you're if you're looking If you're If you've got the microscope there And, you, and you're trying to find mm. Something Will they particularly welcome Jack and Arfield For instance back Might that <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything Necessarily missing But might it Might it give them a, An extra wee boost Oh of course And it'll be interesting to see If they do any business In the January window as well Gordon uh, obviously they're talking about Right coming in from Aberdeen uh, You've got Arfield as you say And I thought I thought up until Arfield got injured I thought he was a massive part of Rangers uh, midfield As was Jack So they've got the freshness of these two guys coming back Because uh, it's a long season A lot of games and, and Roger was saying there They've still got one eye in Europe as well So it's not like the players can look and think Right we can coast to the league here because you can't take your eye off the ball. You've still got a major, major tournament you're still involved in and get a good chance. So I just think that Rangers are in a very, very good place. Of course, they're going to get hiccups like Fur Park at, at the weekend. and uh, But they still get out and they still didn't lose any ground. So it was everything was a plus there as well. So it's just a case of when. But I just think with players coming back, as Roger said, January window still open. 
then they're in a very, very good place indeed. And I mean, Roger Hanna, amongst all the fallout from Neil Lennon's press conference yesterday, we never even got the chance to debate on the show last night whether Rangers' equaliser was offside and whether it denied the poor Steelmen three points offside. that could have been so crucial come the end of the season in this relegation battle. Offside, um, Roger. Offside. You know it. I know it. Gordon knows it. I'm in here sandwiched and getting bullied in between two (laughs) Motherwell supporters. Is is this where I'm supposed to feel the pressure and say it was offside? Do you think it was? Yes. Honestly? I wasn't convinced it was in the ball. I don't know. No, I I, I wasn't sure either, to be perfectly honest with you. That's not a popular answer now. You you almost have to pick a team. I've I've really enjoyed enjoyed social media from both sides. I admire those out there who are so convinced that it was on, and I admire those who are so convinced it was off, because my eyes don't allow me to to be so sure. So well done to you all for so... What what um, I'll ask is... Being so sure. On the 39th... Anniversary of that crucial goal for Cedric Eaton. Do you think Cedric Eaton will remember mm. scoring that goal? Remember playing in the game? <laughs> remember anything about the fixture? Yeah, I think he will. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know some people who don't talk- remember remember goals that they scored for oh, Rangers. But- oh, are you talking about Saturday? I still don't remember that goal. He's <laughs> a little weekend to think about you know, it. You know, Offside I, for you though, Gordon. I, you, you could have seen it from the flat window, could you I not? Said, yeah, I did. Uh, and I was shouting strongly. It was an offside. Mm. Look, when you're a top of the league, when everything's going for you. Uh, it's because we've not got Vargorn, it's a very hard decision. Is it tight? Of course it is. It's very, very tight indeed. Um if it was given offside, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have um, complained about it. But fortunately for Eaton, and he seems to have this knack against Motherwell. I just don't like him. Uh he has a knack of scoring a goals against Motherwell. But uh, well done to boy because I thought when he came in at Rangers at first, he'd he'd a lot to prove and he's getting better and better and goals will give him more confidence and now he can end up a big player for what Rangers did you, as well. What did you make of your beloved mother? Would you see changes in a couple of games that Graham Alexander's been there, Daz? I They need a win, Roger. They they, they seem to... It's Aberdeen next as yeah, well, isn't it? Yeah, they've got a dip and they've got Ross County away as well. Front, I, think, yep. I think they've got Dundee United at home, Gordon, in between that. Um, I, I see changes in the fact that the new manager bounces. That's a new... Um, Lingo, as they say, the new manager <laughs> bounce. Yes, I think I've heard that phrase yeah. for at least twenty years. No, I know I've only heard it this week. Uh, new manager bounce. Graham Alexander came in. Watched him against St. Mern. Should have been out of sight. Should game should have been finished at half time. But the same against Rangers. The the belief of holding on to the one 0 or trying to get that two 0 that puts the game to bed. Mm. They've still to build that. Uh, Graham Alexander still to build that, and I'm sure. If they can get a good three points They can go on a little run uh, That's what we need, you're right VAR, that's what we need Because we don't have enough to argue about up here So I think we need we need something just to kick it up a notch 01419511025 uh, Give us a call And we'll speak to you next Breakfast. On the last show was Cassie's birthday So we broke the budget and paid a celebrity to do a message Hey Cathy, this is Uri Geller I'm speaking to you all the way from Old Jaffa Near Tel Aviv in Israel Uri Geller, eh? And the big names keep on coming On the next show, stop the bus with you and Cameron Live from Glasgow Barry at Breakfast With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Clyde One Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard you can get in touch on the phones or on Twitter I mean lots coming in about the football but more importantly Deborah wants to know a bit more about Gordon's body warmer I think she's, I think you could start selling them by the way are you on commission for these because they're uh, it's taken off on Twitter people like the sounds of it David wants to know why you didn't just go outside rather than sit in the, the flat with the, the windows open because it's 40, 45 steps down David well, how is the hip how's the rehab going because people are very worried about you on here yeah uh, up my walking today I'm on the turbo train on the bike, Gordon. So all good. I'm hoping to be back in the golf course within that's fine, two right, to three that's weeks. enough. Okay. Um, Levi Stubbs says, "Don't be surprised if Livingston Celtic is off tomorrow, Gordon. The snow is already starting to settle in West Lothian. I assume Levi is, is a local, and I trust his weather report. Well, that's I, the last I, thing we need I, at Livingston, I, I, isn't it? Would you believe I'm actually getting similar bulletins from East Renfrewshire? Right. Okay. Careful on the way home. Ooh, you're in trouble. Um, but that's it. We don't need another call off at Livy. What was it? Five minutes after kickoff, yeah, last week, yeah, um, should be fine because we have not sent Dave Galloway to cover that game tomorrow, <laughs> so it's fine. Well, who, it's just who, whatever we sent him. Who, who's on duty tomorrow night? Uh, I can't remember. I must admit, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, no offence to whoever it is. I just I, I haven't looked yet. Right, um, let's give you tonight's teaser. Then we'll bring in Neil in Parkhead. The teaser is this: Can you name nine men? Oh, this will be good. This is for you, Gordon. Right, I'm only going to read this once. Yeah, go. Can you name nine men with alliterative initials that have managed a club in the Scottish top flight this century? <laughs> Read that again. No problem. Once more. Can you name nine men with alliterative initials what that alliterative initials mean? What does what mean? You know what I said. Alliterative. Yeah. Say it back. No. <laughs> <laughs> It means that both their first name and their surname begin with the same, same letter. letter. Yeah. Oh, I'm nodding away as if, yeah, yeah, I knew that. Like D D. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Look at right. If Zinedine Zidane had been motherhole manager, right. That would so, have uh, in the Premier League, did you say? Um, yeah, the Scottish top flight this century. Don't ask me what a century is. I'm not going down that road again. No, no, no. Oh, he knows a new century. He's. Yeah. It says <laughs> local. Uh, what about uh, Mark McGee? Yes. Right, okay. And uh, an old pal, Jim Jeffries. Yep, Gordon DL. Any from you? Can, can, can you put in a caretaker, Billy Brown? No. Oh, what a shout that was! Well, it wasn't right, not. but it was a good shout. Any more before I move on quickly? Uh, uh, oh, Gordon. Charlie Christie. By the way, what a shout that is, well Charlie done. Christie. Well done. Um, Smell the glove says it's snowing in Motherwell too. We didn't bother Gordon. We better we better get a plan in place. Did, did you bring the, the however to describe it a body warmer? The did, heated gilet. Is it in the car? Nah, he's not got it tonight. Nice. No. It's charging. Oh. He's got it plugged in. It's charging. Uh, right, let's <laughs> let's bring in Neil in Parkhead. See what his point is tonight. Hi, Neil. Hello, panel. How are we? Good. Hi, Neil. You. Are you well? Ah, <laughs> well, I'm sure we've all been better for some tough times we're all facing at the moment. Um, and I think that's I know what my point is. That's just, your, your point changes that many times when you you wait to go on the show that long. I was initially on here to try and defend Neil Lennon, but um, I think maybe the best thing we can all do now is try and call for a bit of unity between myself and this, our fellow Celtic Celtic fans to try and. You know, nothing comes for division, and unless everybody's already heated up in this season, which, as you can tell by social media and the things you're saying on there, there's plenty of folk already wrote over for a season. I, for one, think, well, still mathematically possible, and if the only chance, the only chance he's actually doing that is all getting together and winning every game that goes from here in the rest of the season, which is, 
I don't know. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm a bit out of breath there. I had to leave the boat and do the stairs. It was all a bit hectic. <laughs> Quite right, go somewhere quiet. Is there anything, Neil? What, what would it take, though, to, to genuinely make that happen? Because after results, and, you know, and fans outside Celtic Park and then Dubai and all the rest of it, is there anything that can be done to make that happen? Because I admire your calls for it, but I'm sure you acknowledge that it would probably take something a bit bigger to really spark a, a feeling of unity. Best pals that I've sat beside for years, and none of us can agree on what ending is. I, after the Sparta, previous Sparta game, when the Celtic fans went and put their, their banner out, I figured, well, if the, if the Celtic players are really playing for Neil Lennon and are going to rally around them, We'll get a good performance and we'll beat Sparta. And on the night we went two 0 up, and somewhere, with whatever it is that's wrong with our team at the moment, they, they just fell in that their, their confidence went. I was going to say that was going to swear there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You, you saved <laughs> it in time. Their, their confidence went, which seems to happen. You know, the same against Milan. And to be fair, this whole nine in a row season, it would have been great to do something well in Europe. But it would have just been better if we always concentrated on the league, and maybe we wouldn't be in the position we are in at the moment. I don't know. But, um, I mean that's the thing To be fair I'm, I'm sure Celtic would have got away With a ropey European run Roger Had it not coincided With a ropey domestic run as Yeah well. and We said at the start of the season um, Europe's always important For all the teams But for Celtic this season All that really mattered Was 10 in a row And I think you asked One of the, the callers earlier on You know What do the Celtic fans Want this season Well what the Celtic fans Wanted this season From Neil Lennon Was 10 in a row And this is the core problem for Celtic this season Everything else that's happened round about In the circus It's just a, you know a, a, It's associated, yeah The volleyball and goalie, the previous test Dubai, Europe, the Betfred Cup They're all just side stories The main problem for Celtic supporters is 10 in a row They have built themselves up For 10 in a row for 10 years They believe 10 in a row was coming and now 21 points behind Rangers They know that it's not uh, Gordon what about Tomorrow um, How do you feel like, will, will all 13 come straight back into contention Do you think I know Roger correct me if I'm wrong There was a story about Was it about treadmills being given to the players or something yeah. to, to sort of keep yeah, themselves and, ticking as, over As they were during the first lockdown There is that one positive case We don't know who that is So he won't be involved Tomorrow Do you think the rest Will be able to come Straight yeah. back in Yeah I don't think There'll be a problem With fitness Gordon um, Neil Lennon did say That uh, And so did some of the players That were interviewed That the You know Dubai trip The only positive Would come out of that Was uh, it was a real A pre-season A mini pre-season They'd done a lot of work A lot of fitness work So having that break Just now With isolating They've got the treadmills I don't think that will At this time of the year I don't mm. think that'll make any difference So I think I'm looking That'll probably be If the game's on A very strong side tomorrow for Celtic The best that Neil Lennon can pick Neil in a strange way You know Dubai and, and all the rest of it's overshadowed what, What's happened on the pitch But it'll always be about results won't it Because I admire your calls for unity But that call will be even harder in 26 hours time If Celtic drop points again tomorrow night Will it not? Absolutely, Gordon, definitely And obviously the last two games there We should have been four more points up And four points closer to Rangers That didn't happen You can blame the team for going to Dubai You can blame you can, Some of them can blame the Scottish Government For moving the guidelines while they were already away The thing is, the Dubai thing It's all gone, it's all done and dusted So we can either now unite and say We're behind, I don't have to I think it's fair to say Neil Lennon's not getting replaced this season And I think even if he did What chance would any new guy have for coming in 
and putting together the, the, the big mess that's there to now and try and win. And I think the best option in that is if everybody rallies around Neil Lennon. And, and I'm just saying, I'm saying Neil Lennon, I'm talking about rallying around Celtic. So let's not, I think the, the last time, it seems every time I've been on your show, it's been on either defending Neil Lennon or talking about Neil Lennon. But the last time I was on, I referred to him as Spider-Man. I don't know if you remember. It <laughs> was in the New York Ferry and he was on the ferry together. He done that. Where were the new chasing 10 in a row? Would not be possible if Neil Lennon didn't come in and throw his cell in a hand grenade that Brendan Rodgers left behind. And everybody hated Brendan Rodgers for that. I think hindsight's now shown that Brendan Rodgers left not just for money, but because he had enough of the interference for what was happening with the board. The same thing that happened to Neil Lennon the first time he left. And maybe he'll mend Neil Lennon for coming back, but he came back because he was a Celtic fan and because Celtic was a medium. And when he was called to arms, up he came. So maybe everybody should just remember that. We wouldn't be facing 10 if it had me 1 8. And if it had me 1 8 and Neil Lennon didn't come in, there'd be no treble, treble, and there'd be no quadruple treble. You know, I've seen everybody with a quadruple treble flag to the other place still celebrating that forgetting that that was just less than a month ago <laughs> well, Neil, Neil Lennon made that point yesterday Neil but you, you said about you know sort of coming together what about fans and lots of them who, who want genuine change and, and think it's best that the club moves in a different direction because you, you've said something along the lines of um, you know that if, if we, even if we were to get someone new how can they go on and, and win anyway and inherit this mess and whatever but is this for some people this is the ideal time because for some people the league is gone and therefore any new manager who does come in all he has to do is don't make things worse and then start building for next season now give yourself seven, eight months to build for next season is there no sense in that? There is absolutely sense in that the same sense that come this time every year Celtic should be out buying new players and preparing themselves for the Champions League qualifiers, getting them in for January and training them in. But that's not how the Celtic board operate. And that, I've no go to you I'm glad I'm still here. One of the biggest problems in Celtic is that whenever it looks like, should we cash in on this player or should we keep this player and make us a better team, Celtic always go with cash in the player. So as part of the solution for next year, I think it's fair to say Lenny's time is up. But, Lenny, just Lenny leaving is no leaving. It needs to be a whole change of policy. And there's no point in saying bringing in a new chief executive because if he comes in with the same policy that we currently have, which is to always make a profit, that's been our policy since the Seville years, which is great for a business. Everybody, but, you know, Celtic fans love it. Oh, we made £20 million last year. We made £17 million last year. Doesn't make a blind bit of difference to the team if the team are still on biscuit tin mentality, which is, and I'm by that, I mean, by the time I put. We spent £35 million in players that last year. Not one of them was a target by the Celtic manager. There were all people that were brought in. It's also, it's also not, it's not biscuit tin though then, is it, to spend £35 million? Well, I, I'm getting that in the sense that maybe if we had to sold Virgil van Dijk and we hadn't sold Kieran Tierney, we wouldn't have had to spend that £35 million. Granted, mm. we wouldn't have took in the 50 odds that we took in for the two players. But there's still something there in it's, impo- it's impossible to keep those players though In Scottish football Simply because of the riches that they can earn I think that, that you know the, the chat at the time that Virgil van Dijk went to Southampton Was it was four times or five times Or whatever his Celtic salary um, Kieran Tierney Again three or four times his Celtic salary When he goes to Arsenal It's impossible to stop those players If they want to go And, and by the way in case you haven't noticed They've both done pretty well It's not just about the bank balance It's about what they're, no, what's but happened no, to their career but No, whether they've done well or not It's impossible for Celtic to play Fraser Foster, Victor Winyama 
Gary Hooper, anyone you like, the wages the clubs can afford in England, smaller mm. clubs a lot of the time than Celtic, but the wages they can afford attract players away from Celtic and from Rangers and from any club in Scotland. Yeah, Gordon, it's funny because I've mentioned a, a few things that have been put very much on the back burner because of the buy and, and the, the fallout. Signings would be another. We are 19 days into this January transfer window, and everyone said that Celtic. Definitely need an, a new centre-back Maybe more than one Would they look at the goalkeeping position? Would they look wide? Would they look to move on? Any big players who have indicated That they don't want to be there in the future 19 days in and it's pretty quiet Yeah, all the focus has been on the Dubai trip, Gordon uh, Obviously all the focus in the last day Has been on Neil Lennon's interview So it'll be interesting to see what Celtic do in January I keep saying, I do know I'm not here to promote to try and get Neil Lennon is If they're going to If Neil Lennon's going to be their manager Then that's fine And they go on with it They go with it But I think they've got to start planning now The league's gone Whether You know Scott Brown can come out and say Well we've got to take every game We'll try and win every game That's fine and, and I appreciate that They've got to start rebuilding Now If you're going to rebuild I wouldn't be going out and spending Money Big money on new players coming in and then bring the new man manager in in, in March, uh, sorry, May, June, July, whoever it may be. I think you've got to bring the new manager in, get the new set up and let him spend the money. And I disagree because I think that with Neil there, I think that Celtic have spent money. You look at the signings in the summer, a few of them have not been good enough, but they certainly haven't been mean with the money. They've spent big money. Uh, that was Neil in Parkhead. Not that Neil in Parkhead, another Neil in Parkhead, but thanks for getting in touch tonight. 01419511025. Right, how are you getting on with this teaser? Can you name nine men who've managed in the Scottish top flight this century whose first name and surname begin with the same letter? Charlie Christie, Jim Jeffries, Mark McGee, what have you been working on? I've, I've got two here. One, uh, Hibbs Colin Calderwood. Yes. And the other one is a present one, Mickey Mellon. Yes, Roger Hanna I'll take one or How's two from about, you I can't believe you two Have jumped in Morris Malpass Yep And okay. uh, You want one? Nah, we'll leave it there You've only got three to get We'll get them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here It's the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard But you never know, still time for you to squeeze a call in if you fancy it 0141-951-1025 On tonight's teaser, the Crazy Pony sent it in He wants you to name nine men With alliterative initials that have managed a club in Scotland's top flight So essentially, first name and surname begin with the same letter You've got Colin Calderwood, Charlie Christie, Jim Jeffries, Morris Malpass, Mark McGee, Mickey Mellon Gordon, anything during the break from you? Uh, Yeah, Roger set me up with one Alan Archibald at Party Thistle Yes, Roger, I'll take one from you Angelo Alessio at Kumama You've only got one to get, so you've got plenty of time This could be the... This could be the easiest, or not the easiest, but the the, the the least fuss we've ever had on the teaser. It looks like you're going to squish it to just one to get. Uh, let's bring in Owen, who is a Celtic fan from Livingston. Right, Owen, give us the latest local weather update. Is that game going to be in doubt tomorrow? Oh, I don't think so. The weather's all right now. Good. Right, okay, that's fine. Um, what, right, assuming the game goes ahead then, what are you expecting? Well, I'm hoping that... Um Celtic kind of aren't quick to introduce, um, you know, the more experienced players back into the team. Um, 
And I think if Lennon keeps uh, the diamond in midfield, I don't think they should have any problems tomorrow. Um, and I, I hope to see young Welsh playing tomorrow because I think um, he deserved to play against Livingston last time. Um, and I think he deserves a shot back in the team. Okay, I mean, Gordon, can Celtic, it might not have felt like it to the mm-hmm. Celtic fans, but Owen's found something to take from those last couple of games. Is that is that a fair point about Stephen Welsh when you look at what he's up against for, for a starting place in that back line? Um, yeah, I don't I don't see Welsh starting tomorrow. Um, well. I, I, I think it's I think it's a wee bit unfair in the young players just now, Gordon. As a young player myself getting up coming into this game, you always want to get into a a confident team and mm-hmm. you know to get a bit of confidence and start learning your trade and I think some of the young players have just been thrown in there you've you've noticed against Hibs and Livingston because of the problems that Celtic had with their squad but I think Neil will go back to his, um, his, his experienced players because he needs to look as much as we know that the, the title has gone What do we mean by it, that though? Because the, the midfield actually won't be any different Well, it certainly won't be much different No, I think, no, I, but I, I think the, the front line will be different I think Christy uh, may come back in there Edward, there's a, 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 an opportunity for Griffiths Ayer will come in at the back um, You know, players of uh, you know, the change of goalkeeper Barkas will probably come back in uh, as well, Gordon. So there will be there will be a lot of changes there. Um, I just I don't think it's look. Young players may think differently, thinking, "Well, this is a time to get my opportunity." I like to see a young player get into a side that's playing with confidence because that helps mm. you as a player learning your trade. But and plus the fact they're getting into a pressure game. We know the league's mm. gone, but Celtic will have to win this game tomorrow night, or we will have another yep. busy Thursday night. Livy are flying on. Um, and uh, yes, against a weakened Celtic side, they, they went there and got a point at the weekend. Arguably, could have won it, but now now they're at home and and have the home advantage with the pitch and all the rest of it. Does that not make the task a good bit more difficult? I will. I don't think Celtic have actually won uh, at Livingston since they came up. So, I mean, for them, uh, win tomorrow with the circumstances. I mean, obviously the team's coming back, but they're on they're on horrible form now. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see But I think If Lennon does get the team right um, I think they should win tomorrow And hopefully Pick up the three points um, But obviously You can't underestimate Livingston mm. Especially at home Because I mean They're probably the form team In the league Bar Rangers are now um, So Just got to hope Yeah Roger What's your own Take um, on Owen's point uh, well, listen, We'll spend a lot of time In the show And we'll probably The same tomorrow night Discussing the Celtic lineup And how many of the Self-isolating players Will come back in I think the Livingston lineup Will be interesting Because Livingston have a huge game On Sunday They've got a Hamden Cup yeah. semi-final They've just been To Celtic Park They've um, distinguished themselves At Celtic Park um, They've taken David Martindale's Unbeaten record To nine games I just wonder If he might Shuffle his pack Because Playing Celtic mm. at home on a Wednesday night isn't Livingston's biggest game of the week. I wonder if there's a few big hitters who have played. He hasn't rotated the team too much since he's been in charge in these nine games. I wonder if tomorrow night he might give a few of them a little rest just to make sure they're okay for the St Mirren semi-final on Sunday. Uh, yeah, of course, new signing today, or a re-signing, I should say, Jackson Longridge on a two-and-a-half-year deal previously yeah. at the club back. Um, is there any reason you're breathing so heavily into your mic? Is that something we should know about? Who? You, obviously Oh, I apologise no, That's fine, just wondered um, listen, The people at home might not hear it I've just got the misfortune of having these big 
uh, headphones on In fact let's hear from David Martindale Shall, shall we head of that game tomorrow They're always confident at home To be honest when you're playing the old firm away from home It's a little bit different But the old firm coming into Livingston And in our home turf it's, it's not a secret they don't they don't really like the Astro Turf Park. We train on it every day. So yeah, boys are confident going into Wednesday night's game. I think when Celtic were at full steam and had all their players available, it was a old firm game in late December. They played the four four two diamond and all the players were available and I thought they, they were fantastic in that game, albeit they never came out the right side of the result. So I pretty much think it's going to be a similar team that plays on Wednesday night. That's the first competitive fixture where all these players are going to be available since the old Firm game so I think it's going to be a really really tough night and a lot tougher the Celtic team we faced at Parkhead Oh and it was uh, it was refreshing to talk actual you know football the game who should play who shouldn't how, how you see it going um, but but it is still then the, the big the big issue out there of just generally where Celtic are at so even if you don't want to get into details about Dubai or details about the press conference how are you feeling kind of overall about where the team is at at the moment? Uh, I mean, it's just it's just a bit of a mess uh, from top to bottom. Um, obviously, people a lot of people um, quick to point the finger at Lennon. Um, I would I would say Lennon's been let down by a lot of by a lot of his top players at the club. Um, I don't think Edward Edward sorry has looked inter- has looked interesting. <laughs> sorry. I don't think Edward has looked interested mm. this year. Um, Brown's obviously come to the end of his career, so it's it's quite hard for him to perform every week. And I, I think it's a mistake for Lennon to play him week in, week out at the start of the season. And I think he's got it right now by introducing Turnbull and Sorrow on the team. And they've been a breath of fresh air, a breath of fresh air in the middle of the park. Um, and hope, hopefully they can try and keep hold of people like uh, Ayer at the end of the season. But I, I doubt I doubt people like that will want to stay. And there isn't any reason for them to stay. And people talk about Wax out coming in up at the end of the season. I don't see that happening because I don't see why he would want to stay when he could go back to possible league winners in Italy, AC Milan. So it's just a mess from top to bottom. And I think you know people like Peter Law will have to walk at the end of the season. Um, and hopefully just this can be the start of a rebuild for now until we get a new manager and hopefully at the end of the season. Roger, am I right in saying um, Owen mentioned Scott Brown there? Well, well that'll, be a, that'll be a month, I think, since we've seen him start a game for Celtic. Was it the cup final, the Hearts game? Has he started since? I wouldn't have thought so. No, because, I, don't, no um, I, don't, I don't think he has. It was after that, the sort of change. I mean, he's in front of the media today, whether that's because he's the captain, a bit of firefighting well, to do, but we've not seen him play in a while. No, if you remember, the change was actually before. The change was a Lille game, which I think was about 10 days before the cup final. He came back in, Sorrow, I think, had food poisoning, didn't he? wasn't fit to start the game. Um, Scott Brown came back in. Since then, you know, Sorrow has played every game, Turnbull's played every game, McGregor's played every game. Um, it'll be interesting to see. One of the things we don't know is how fit. You know the guys who are self-isolating are Yes they've worked in treadmills at home Does that keep them at the kind of match fitness level of their teammates So I'm not too sure there'll be mass changes tomorrow night I do think you'll see a couple of the strikers I think possibly Edward and Griffiths Maybe you know A Yeti or if Griffiths or Edward aren't 100% They need more of a cutting mm. edge Celtic uh, Owen I think that's the first time we've had the pleasure of your company Will you do it again sometime? 
Oh, definitely. It's been an absolute pleasure coming on. Thank you very much. Good man to speak to you soon. Hopefully that was Owen, Celtic fan from Livingston, where of course Celtic are going to play to we'll give us a valuable weather update as well. She's not too bad at the moment. So yeah, he, he has got his curtains closed and he's inside. Do, do you know his heated body warmer on? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring something up. I get slaughtered, slaughtered last Thursday for opening a show about how important the weather is. Uh-huh. And all we've spoke about for a week is the weather. So... I think I've played a major part in this show over how, the last week. How is all we've spoken about for the last week the well, weather? Games, well, other than the weather in Dubai is quite hot because all we've spoken about for the last week has been weather, Dubai. Weather cancelled some of the games at the weekend. We're talking about tomorrow night's Livingston game. Weather may play a big part in that, Gordon. Nah, it was just it was your big moment. We gave you the intro and to I the th- show. We took we took it off the mushroom. We gave it to you. It was your big moment. Give us the give us the, the big only, stuff. The you, you, th- went, you went for weather. That's the, all. No, I didn't go. Uh, uh, weather was part of my script the only script. the only the only thing I I missed out in the mushroom done me was the transfer window that was the mm-hmm. only thing I was disappointed with uh, I'm sure you'll be looking forward to being uh, reunited with him on yeah, Thursday night because I've actually got something I want to discuss with you both I've actually just it's just some something I've just picked up on I feel like it's a bit late in the day I would like to get Mark's input with no disrespect of course to Roger um, I think I'll save it for Thursday been doing a bit of an investigative journalism on you I don't like the sound of this Is it it him or me? It's in trouble Normally me Well it's not trouble It's just something I want to ask you about Uh, Right we've got an awkward amount of time left I'd say a couple of minutes Um, We say goodbye to Owen I won't waste anyone's time by uh, by throwing them in and, and cutting them off after a minute, Roger. Anything, anything you want to get off your chest? Anything you think we've missed? I, I was wondering. You, you know, you said a few times when Owen was on where, where Owen came from, Livingston. Then you played the audio from David Martindale, the manager of Livingston. You trying to give us a little subtle clue as to the identity of the ninth and last manager in the full-time teaser. Is it a former Livingston manager? Ah, the problem is it. The problem with this is right. See if you say it now. No, no, no. I don't know how the, we're going to fill the next we're, minute. We've got ninety seconds to fill. <laughs> why don't Why don't you ask me? We'll fill the ninety seconds. Yeah, like, like, hold on. Yeah, that, that's that's a good way of doing it, right? So Roger Hanna knows the answer. Gordon, have you right. got any ideas? Uh, uh, Livingston X Livingston well, I, did, I did not confirm or deny whether it Gary was Holt, Gary Bowling's not um, I'm trying to think of <laughs> managers I'm thinking of managers it's, Roger it's a pity it's only top flight because if it were lower league we could have had Mark Mushroom very true yeah um, Livingston mm-hmm TV Jim Leishman It's not Jim Speaking Leishman. of well-known managers who's watching David Moyes win I think that takes West Ham Even closer mm. to the top Of the English Premier League A 2-1 win Against West Brom Tonight hey, Do you know what I'm interested in Roger You and I noticed That, that no, no snoddy no, no snod grass anywhere And then I saw something from, from journalists down south About There was an agreement in place Having just moved From West Ham to West Brom That he wouldn't play in the yeah. game But there's also a suggestion That you're not allowed that type of agreement. Yeah. So it um, breaks that, Premier League rules, and there's now a Premier League that, investigation yeah, into that, it. That might be one to keep an yeah, eye on. This, this is the one you get around by saying, actually, you had a wee hamstring tweak. It'll yeah. be okay for the weekend. The problem is those quotes from last week, which say there was an agreement yeah, in place. You're going to have to try and scrub them. Yeah, that's where the from the record. Uh, right. Okay. Let's finish it off. Can you name nine men with alliterative initials that have managed a club in Scottish top flight this century? Alan Archibald, Angelo Alessio, Colin Calderwood, Charlie Christie, Jim Jeffries, Morris Malpass, Mark McGee, and Mickey Mellon. Definitely nothing from you, Gordon. I'm not getting it, Livingston. You're sorry. right. I know you're not. I, I, I'm going to tell him this, and he still won't know who it is. Go on, give us the initials. M M. Martin somebody. Close from Brazil. Marci- oh. Marcio Maximo. 
Oh, I still don't know who that is. Are you familiar <laughs> with his work? Yeah, he managed Livingston. Uh, this was a guy who had players training with tennis balls because he claimed if they could control and work with a tennis ball in training, the size of a football would be so much easier on a Saturday. Makes sense to me. Right, thank you, Roger Hanna and Gordon DL. We'll speak to you again on Thursday, Gordon. Can't wait to hear all about the, the heated Geely. Honestly, barely going to sleep for the next couple of days looking for that update. Thank you to you, though. At home, thank you for all your calls and tweets and for listening. Back tomorrow at six, Mark Weedy and Andy Halliday in the building. Callum Gallagher is up next.